What's up, world? Uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. They, 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 insert here. Yo. It's a terrible game. Bottom line. It's terrible in every way. Graphically, it's terrible. Gameplay is terrible. It's just terrible. Oh, angry Nick mad. That game sucked, and it's gonna suck no matter how many revisions they make, and it just sucked even more because they put a connect with it. Oh, angry Nick mad. Or if there's violence, I'll just laugh and enjoy the fun. Kaz Hazari. Hazari. Kaz Harai. 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 They just kind of got tired of Angry Nick on the first one and said, yeah, I'm gonna pass. But oh, yeah, so I do. It's me, precisely. No. no. I, I, per- I no. do all my work. No. No. Yeah, I'm you guys are so I don't- cute. Oh, thank you. I try. I mean, let's face it, Mario, and to a lesser extent, Zelda, is what carries Nintendo at this point. Always be radical. I love you, little podcast. You're the bestest thing ever. For the promise of the new Super Smash Brothers and the Zelda game, yes. Will not find a better story presented in any other game genre, in my personal opinion. Like, JRPG have that. They have that story. That's what the entire game felt like. Oh, my God. God, I want to bang my head into a wall. It's a podcast event. Can someone remind me? I thought it was a video game podcast. You are listening to the Game Source Podcast. Gerald. Gerald. Gerald, I can't do this by myself. Oh. Uh, uh, beautiful day in Paris? Is that uh, how this works? Uh, Good morning, sunshine. Uh, oh yeah, hi. Sorry, we're supposed to do a podcast. Yeah. Uh, good morning. Good good morning, everyone. Hello and uh welcome to the entire world. It's uh half awake Gerald Glassford, better known as Yes Elvis Lives, on the world famous Game Source Podcast, number one eleven. I was up till uh five, five thirty this morning shopping. Doing the Black Friday deal, which should be, in my opinion, Olympic sport, because you do need to use all extremities and all facets of the athletic endeavor in order to uh, go and compete for those great buys that were out there. Um, if you did get a chance, thank you very much for uh, taking a look at our Black Friday page, which got huge volume in the past few weeks, uh, com slash blackfriday.html because there's some, you know, so great deals and uh, which still up up there as of right now if you're watching live um, or if you're watching on Black Friday, there's some still some great deals. Uh, we may post as well some of the beloved Cyber Monday deals on that page as well, but we'll let you know on our GameSource Facebook I mean, page. It's all about Cyber Monday for me. I'm not leaving the house. Like, I got home from Thanksgiving dinner last night, I watched a couple episodes of Criminal Minds, and I'm not going anywhere, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for my Cyber Monday. But still, it's, it's, the deals aren't quite as good as, uh, you know, on Black Friday, got an Xbox One, you know, yeah, you know, the deal at Walmart I couldn't resist. Yeah, like, uh, I used to have to work Black Friday, back when I worked at Best Buy, I'd work it, and... uh, that was back when stores opened at 5 in the morning, so I would have to be there at 4 in the morning be ready. Now, that, now they open up at 5 in the afternoon. Yeah, that's uh, just, I'm sorry, like I, like, I understand, like, oh, people don't want to wake up at 5 in the morning, but it's just, like, Thanksgiving, like, if you want to spend your Thanksgiving shopping, cool. 
but like don't make all these other people who have to work there like there's all these people like who have to work on Black Friday because people want to shop and it's like no like they're missing an opportunity to spend time with their family so that's just kind of a jerk move I think but I will tell you conversely it did create a lot better traffic yeah. Um, it was a lot easier for consumers to go around and shop for what they needed to shop. Um, I was out there at several major retailers, uh, like I said, for, for several hours, um, and I for over 12 hours, and I could tell you that, that there was a lot of people who were actually uh, complimenting as far as how easy it was to get in through. Even yeah. larger locations, um, uh, you know, Walmart, obviously, Target, um, places like Old Navy, things of that nature that were really bad last year because they were at 8 and 9 o'clock were a lot better and easily, uh, got, you know, traversed through because it was uh, uh, a little bit better time frame. So, uh, it, it's a, you know, I, I guess for retailers, it's a, a quandary that each retailer has to decide that they want to commit to, but uh, yeah, and then uh, you're that guy who has to call your mom and say, "Oh, I'm actually not coming to things." Something like that. So once again, yes, all the slips, but I didn't even introduce you. Everybody knows who I am. You don't need. I, I require no introduction. This is the seventh Valkyrie, everyone. Her name is Sam. She has been playing a lot of games lately. I so. have. Like, November was not a good month for my bank account. I will tell you that. It's usually not a good month for anyone's bank account. So um, we really appreciate uh, everybody, like I said, checking out our Black Friday page. It was a, a big hit uh, once again this year. Um, as I'm posting this, um, if you haven't had a chance to check us out, we're uh, Game Source on Facebook. Uh, www.yourgamesource.com is our homepage, and at GameSource on Twitter. Um, so I just uh, wanted to uh, start off uh, with, uh, you know, obviously the big news coming from Black Friday is those tremendous deals, and one of the tre uh, the best deals out there, uh, like I said, I took advantage of it, uh, was uh, the Xbox One. Uh, which earlier this month had been reduced in price to to three forty nine for a semi permanent basis. Uh, they're talking about you know going back to three ninety nine in, in early January, but we'll have to see on that one. I'm not so convinced that they will. But uh, for the Black Friday period, and I believe going on until Saturday, uh, many retailers are actually offering a, an additional uh, twenty dollar discount, so you can actually get an Xbox One. Um, the Black Flag Edition or just the Basic Edition, maybe Sunset Overdrive Edition if it's out there, for as little as $329. And uh, um, just so many people taking advantage of it out there. Uh, this leads me into our first topic, and that's going to be the Xbox One, which is, um, I don't know, should we sing Happy Birthday? Because they just hit one year old. I, I, you can sing. I, happy birthday for the frequency that it is sung is one of the hardest songs to sing in the history of music. So. Happy birthday to Xbox One. There you go. That's lovely. That's, that's, make that that's, song sound good. That's gonna that you know that's the best thing you can get. So I'm I'm gonna start off with you, Sam, on this question. They've hit one. One. They're, they're, I was one uh, once. They're, they're just getting out of the diapers. 
uh, and they've had so many changes, so many PR issues as we've discussed, but I know for a lot of people it's, it's time for a fresher course. Tell me in your own words, first off, why you got an Xbox One as early as you did. You got it about halfway through, if I'm not I got it at mistaken. Christmas last year. Oh, Christmas last year. Okay, so you got about a month and a half, uh, mm -hmm. month old, month old, month old. So tell me uh, why you were so committed to it early on when there were so many people that were were actually frowning on the Xbox One because of all the mistakes that they made early on. I, you know, when it came to, let me know my video cuts out because my USB ports are being kind of weird. Um, oh, don't worry. Um, when it came to the the next generation, um, you know, a lot of people had to make a decision because they had to either go Xbox One or PlayStation 4. And that was the decision a lot of people had to make. And um, I have always been an Xbox fangirl, and I probably always will be. I have this, I guess, like loyalty to Microsoft at this point. And um, I knew I was, of the two, I would be getting an Xbox One. So that was the decision I made first. And then, for me, I'm... I'm a little bit, like, this doesn't really count because how I obtained it was my parents got it for me for Christmas, that I wanted it, and that if it had been on my own, I probably would have waited until around Titanfall came out and saved a bit. So um, for me, I personally probably would have waited until around March when Titanfall came out, but um, for me, I've been very fortunate, and my parents got it for me for Christmas. So that's, um, I, I, could, I could have waited a bit. But um, I got to have it in December, which is awesome. And I got um, the first thing I got. I played Rise and I played Battlefield Four, and uh, Rise was great. Like I really liked it. It was kind of short, but um, Battlefield was fantastic, of course. But um, yeah, that that is the main reason I got it about three months earlier than I sh than I normally would have. So, what are your initial thoughts on the actual unit itself? Um, how you're using it. Uh, you're using it probably, I'm assuming, with the Connect version. I have the you one have without. The I, yes. I, I, I do plan, by the way, to buy a Connect unit at some point in time. Um, I still want to commit to that uh, when I can find a uh, much better in price on it. Mm -hmm. But uh, tell me, uh, as far as going through, I, I know they still, at this point in time, have some uh, um, interface issues. Um, some clunkiness, and and tell me in your own opinion, after dealing with it almost a year now, um, your initial thoughts on the Xbox One and navigating it, and the experience that you have from it. Yeah, well, I never had a Connect before, so even with my 360, I never had the Connect. Um, so having that now is kind of cool. Like I'm glad I have this version of it, but um, a lot of times I will like I have my Xbox 360 still hooked up to the same TV. And um, like I'm, I'm still playing 360 games, or it's, like if it's on that input, I'll watch Netflix on that. Um, I watch a lot of Netflix, like a lot of Netflix. But um, so having the voice commands is actually really, really cool. Like, I mean, sometimes yeah, the controller is right next to me, but like it it's wireless, so it turns itself off. But like, um, yeah, just be like Xbox pause. And like, um, I remember like I was watching Netflix with my boyfriend, and like. I was like going through some of the voice commands, and he's like, "This is the coolest thing." And he's just like trying to like he just like navigating like through everything. And he's like, "Oh my god!" Like these voice commands are so cool. Um, I also I really like Xbox Fitness. 
I don't do it as much as I should, but I do have um, a write-up on yourgamesource.com slash semi-fockery. Hey, you go read it. But yeah, Xbox and, and there's something I wanted to ask. It is it just Connect based, or can you use it without? Um, I I can imagine you could, but on that level, it's just an exercise video. Okay. Like what they do is is Xbox Fitness is is it's fitness videos, but um, the person you are watching, their movements have I'm assuming have been tracked, and then the Connect watches your body as it moves to see how well it matches what the instructor is doing. So, um, it would be, it, 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 without the Kinect, it, it'd be doable, but it would just be watching a, um, it would just be watching a fitness video, essentially. Fair enough. Um, I, I just, as far as it's concerned, now that you've been uh, an owner for almost a year, like I said previously, um, your thoughts on the launch lineup, you've played a couple games from that, and yeah. also how the games have uh, come on to the Xbox One system. Has it been to your liking? Has there been enough of them? Or is it something that you know leaves you wanting more? Because I know there's a lot of complaints on the PlayStation 4 side, uh, which I've had you know since day one. Um, that you know, lack of first-party first games has been the major complaint, um, especially this fall. Um, with uh, Drive Club and Little Big Planet Three not setting the world on fire, mm-hmm. um, with the Xbox One, my question is: Has uh, there been enough um, first-party titles to satiate your appetite, or have you been more reliant on uh, uh, third-party titles? Honestly, even the two of those things combined isn't really like for me. Like the big ones, like I played Rise because it was it was just there, like it was when I first got it, it was something I could play, so I played that. Battlefield Four was kind of the same thing. Like if Battlefield Four came out now, like like if it was coming out in two days, I would probably that would probably be one I might wait on and just kind of see. But I got Battlefield Four right away because it was out. Um, my brother got whatever NBA basketball game was out. Um, but even though he already had it on the 360, he was like, oh, I, I don't really have anything to play. Um, the next big one for me was Titanfall. Um, it's been it's been sparse for me. Um, I know a lot of games have been available, but um, honestly, probably for the, even since I've got my Xbox One, um, I've probably really just been playing games on my 360. Um, I mean, that's kind of changing now. Like, I was, like I'm, I'm okay, I'll say this. Like, I'm glad I had it when I did. I'm glad I had it for these titles, like um, that. So I've been able to play them kind of spread out, and it's a little cheaper that way. When you're able, well, it's the same amount of money, but it doesn't hurt as much when you're able to spread everything out. So, um, yeah, I would say we're we're reaching that point where you know the curve was pretty low, but we're starting to like move upward again. And like, cause even now, like, um, I'm at a point where I got Dragon Age Inquisition the day it came out. Um, I would have liked to have get got, would have liked to have purchased Sunset Overdrive and the Master Chief Collection, but um, you know, I kind of have to budget a little bit. So, um, but you know, I, I could have gotten in the last like month. So I could have that's two more games I would have gotten. And it's it's at the point where I'm at where there's games that I really want to play, but I kind of have to pick and choose. Like, this month was Dragon Age, Pokemon, and Smash. And it's like, okay, I need to... And I knew that was coming, and I knew November was going to be a tough month. 
So I think I, I'm I'm not I'm not disappointed at the launch lineup because launch lineups are have never really been very dazzling. But um, I'm very optimistic at this point in time of how we're moving forward because I think there's a lot of cool games that are going to come out. And uh, I know that uh, recently um, Xbox has put out word that uh, they've they've shipped, I believe, shipped over 10 million in sales. So they're and they're clearly stated uh, that they are now have passed the the Wii U in sales. Okay. Uh, and I know that. Uh, most likely, I pretty much lay odds that they're this month they're going to be the uh, winner as far as from an NPD standpoint in North America. Uh, I know in UK that UK is very upfront, more on uh, more front on sales and sales statistics, and they they'll tell you on more on a week by week basis. And they've stated that that uh, at this point in time, since the price change, um, Xbox One has uh, uh, paced PS4 in sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question uh, leading off of that is, uh, and like I said, I think it's going to take over North America for this month and possibly even December because of price change. Uh, can this continue for the Xbox One or is it something that as soon as January rolls around and if Microsoft does decide to roll back the price to 399 that we're going to go back to another nine, ten months of dominance again for the PlayStation 4 because they've uh, shipped or sold themselves over about 14 million units and uh, so they now are out, di- you know, pretty good outpacing the, the X- Xbox One um, or do you see something that maybe is going to allow them to even up a bit uh, over the next 12 months from coming up from here? Um, I think price drops are are a very powerful tool because people people like price drops. A lot of people um, are of the mindset like, oh, I want this console, but I'm gonna wait for a price drop. Like that is a that is a type of person in I mean in you know the entirety of retail is oh this looks cool like the new iPhone this looks cool but I'm gonna wait like almost oh, like you said, like you said with Connect oh this is cool I want it but I'm gonna wait until there's a price drop. And I think a price drop is very symbolic, in the sense that um, it's it's this it's this flag you can wave where people they see a price drop and their interest in the product can be reinvented. Like even if they were like, oh, this Xbox One's okay, but it's like, oh, now that there's a price drop, um, there, it's almost the psychological effect where like, oh, I kind of wanted this thing when it was this expensive, but now that I I still want it and now it's cheaper, I should get it. And I think that is a bigger a bigger tool than people. It's not just oh, I'm paying less money for it. I think there's a whole psychological effect that goes with the price drop. So going forward, and and I know you've already gotten a taste of, of what's coming out next year uh, for the Xbox One. Are you encouraged by what's coming out? Uh, I know Halo Five is 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 piquing some interest. Um, I'm a huge Halo fan. That's oh, why I, 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 the Master Chief Collection was a no-brainer for me for start off. Um, even though there's, I, there will be a write-up very soon on it. We've been kind of holding back because of the issues and problems. But uh, at this point, since they've not all been alleviated um, in one of the many issues lately of games being broken when they're released, um, I, we're going to have to go ahead and put out a, uh, our thoughts on it in a, in a not-too-distant future. But that being said, uh, with with Halo 5 and a number of games coming uh, very soon, 
what are your thoughts on the the games that you're looking forward to coming up for the Xbox One? Um, does it have to be an exclusive? Well, obviously, it would make you more someone who's on the fence as far as with the PlayStation Four and Xbox One, or we yeah. you watching or listening right now, it would be more inclined to to why they would want to get an Xbox One. I'm trying to think, like, like I'm pretty good at keeping up with stuff, but I, I'm having even a bit of trouble right now thinking of any other exclusives coming out. And that's all what the I ones wanted. I'm excited, yeah. And that's what I wanted to lean on because PlayStation 4, um, and we're going to the PlayStation Experience next week um, here at GameSource, um, thanks to our good friends at the Games Gamer Protection Guild. Uh, George, I want to give a lot of props on that. Uh, he deserves a lot of credit for, for allowing us the opportunity to go. Um, but Xbox has not shown a lot of cards uh, like PlayStation 4 has with uh, The Order, Bloodborne, Uncharted 4, and, and Wait, the uh, No Man's Sky. Wait, The Order's not The Order's a Sony first-party exclusive. I was excited for that. I thought it was multi-platform. No, 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 no. Guess I need a PS4 now. That's the one about Nikolai Tesla, right? Um, I think it is. The Order 1866? Yeah, it's about Nikolai Tesla. Yeah. Apparently he was a spy. A whole bunch of stuff. That's pretty cool. No, no, it's it's about uh, you know from the steampunk. They make a steampunk about four different characters uh, going after the supernatural. I believe in the steampunk era. Mm -hmm. uh, the only problem with that, and I was talking to someone at a uh, video game store yesterday regarding that because he was asking my thoughts on it, and I said uh, I'm well the right out of the, the gate. I know there's been some issues in development, but right out of the gate when you promise no multiplayer on it uh, for something that has four different characters to choose from and you like, want to make no it, even online co-op no even online co-op and for something that's going to try to emulate a lot of what Gears of War is all about yeah. uh, it's it's that part of it's disappointing yeah, let but me make sure I'm looking at the right game I think but Bloodborne that's coming from the folks, uh, you know, that's a Sony exclusive as well from the folks uh, so familiar with the Dark Souls. Oh, I'm, 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 uh, I'm sorry. I'm really upset this game's not coming to Xbox One. Like, I was really excited for this. I guess there's an PS4. No Man's Sky, which I'm, uh, that is tied with Uncharted 4 with high on my list as far as a game that I just truly cannot wait to play. It is a timed exclusive to the PlayStation 4. How long? I'm not sure. Uh, but it is something I'm definitely worth looking forward to uh, getting my hands on next week. Um, but I'm just... Uh, that being said, Xbox One... Uh, Phil Spencer was recently quoted in an interview uh, that there are several, several games, so many, in fact, that are coming to the Xbox One that, he, that can be released next year. He might have to put a few on the back burner for I'm looking at a list right now. I don't care about Project Spark, Scalebound, Cuphead, Ori and the Blind Forest. Well, 2016's going to give you gear, the new Gears of War. They're, Fable uh, Legends, I'm so excited for Fable Legends. See, there you go. I forgot about uh, that one. I'm stoked on that. And Gears of War, the new Gears of War, I believe, will most likely be a 2016 release, possibly oh, yeah. 2017. Okay. Well, they started work on it this year, so you're hoping they can get through it fast. If they can't, then it would be a 20s push back to 2017. But I have a feeling they want to rotate with Halo like they did in the previous 360 era where there'd be a Halo one year and then a Gears of War then the next year. Um, I know Sunset Overdrive, 
Many have uh, talked about uh, whether or not that game um, commercially was a success because you can't judge it by off of the consoles that was sold, uh, that it was packaged That's in. That's true, yeah. As a standalone entity, I've not heard good things sales-wise, even though critically, it's been the game's been uh, very received. Very yeah, I've positive. heard really great things about it. It's on it's on my list. I I would put it on my Christmas list, but my parents don't like getting me video games for Christmas. Even like I'm uh, Xbox, but normally they're like, you don't need any more video games. You don't need any more video games. They do. You don't. You don't understand. Like they're asking me about the Xbox One. They're like, why do you need an Xbox One? You already have an Xbox. I'm like, no, you don't understand. You don't. It's like okay. Yeah, I'm 24. I get it. I should. But, but by the when my parents were 24, they were running a restaurant and had kids already. Well, my brother born. I don't know if my brother was born yet. But it's like, yeah. What'd you do today? Oh, I went to work. Oh, then what? I play video games. Hey, I'm, so they don't understand like the different systems. It's like they're starting to. They're starting to get it. I'm uh, 45, and I'll I'll never stop playing. So it's it. It's all about... You, uh, you make me optimistic about my future, girl. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, I had this moment. It was like it was like the weirdest thing. I was I went to pick up Dragon Age, and I was driving home, like driving out of the shopping center, and I saw this like old lady in a car. She felt like old, like as old as my grandma. And she was driving kind of in the general direction of the GameStop, but there was like a ton of other stuff. I was like, oh, what if that lady's getting, getting Dragon Age? And then I was like, that's silly. Why is that old lady getting Dragon Age? There's no reason for that. But... No, I... Now I still get asked, well, is this for you or is this for someone? Yeah. Normally for me, it's like, oh, is this for your <laughs> for your son? Is this for your boyfriend? Is this for your brother? It's like, no, it's for me. Let me take this and get out of here. I feel like just going, it's for me. Yeah. You see the t video game T-shirt that I'm wearing. Hey, yep. get real. So. Yeah, uh, like the people at my GameStop, they know me now. Like I used to, I used to get all my video games on Amazon, like. And um, cause they're oh, sometimes just a little bit cheaper, and I could not have to leave the house. But now I like I every time I go get a game or anything, I go to my local GameStop. I know you don't like GameStop, Gerald, but it's it's we don't have a lot in San Luis Obispo. There's not but a lot the, here. But the problem is, do you want the instant gratification? Um, because Walmart, Best Buy, Target, don't have they a Walmart. have not they have not solidified themselves yet in the marketplace. They all trade games, but. People are not as uh, familiar with uh, uh, their trade-in policies. Uh, Amazon, I think they feel a little bit more comfortable with. Yeah, you have to have like the original packaging and everything for Amazon. Oh, yeah. And I know I, I traded. Uh, there was about a year of time where I constantly traded through with Amazon. But mm -hmm. again, you're waiting on the gift cards. So it takes about a two to yeah. three week process. And the thing I like about our GameStop is like, it, like we don't have any like small like local video game stores here. It's a very small town. Like we don't have stuff like that. We just have the GameStop is pretty much it. And I just kinda like it because it's like it's a small store. Like it's mostly the same people working there all the time. And it's just like I could just go and kinda hang out for a little bit. Like I, I don't get that vibe at Best Buy. Like I used to work in the video game department at Best Buy. But like I don't really get that same vibe as I would. Really? I never knew that. That I worked at Best Buy? I think I've said it like four times in the podcast already. I've talked to you in a Best Buy. You have talked to me in a Best Buy in the video game department. Yes. Anyways. And guys would be like, oh, can you find somebody to help me? It's like, dude, I can help you right now. Let me impress you. Let me wow you. Smack them around. But uh, my question to you is, if supposedly what Phil Spencer is true and they have a ton of games ready to release in 2015, does this ease your mind a bit as an Xbox One consumer 
on uh, on where they're going from here? See, for me, as a working adult now, because I'm a working adult now, apparently. I don't really know when that transition happened. But for me, I really like when game releases are a little slow and stretched out because then there's not as much pressure on me to pay for them. Um, like, it used to be, like, like I would work, but, like, I wouldn't have to really pay rent. Like, when I, like, lived in school, like, my parents kind of covered me for all my, like, necessities. So, like, I would still work, and so I, I would have a lot more disposable income. But now I'm paying rent, I'm paying bills, I'm paying student loans, I'm doing everything. And for me, I know I a lot of people can relate with this situation where, oh, just because a new game came out, I, I, I can't always get it immediately. Um, like, three games for me this month is absurd. I should, I've been, like, planning my income around this month because I knew it was going to be crazy. So I'm, I'm excited that there's going to be a lot more games for me to play, um, assuming that that statement is true, that there will be more games. But it just puts this weird pressure on me because it's like, I want to play all these games right now. Like, Master's Chief Collection, like, I should have got that day one. I should be playing it right now. It's just like, I had to make a decision. So, um, I am really excited about new games. I truly am. Because eventually I'm going to get to them. But I am not of the mindset that I need them right now. Like, I don't need them... Like, if, if a bunch of games kind of slowly came out over 2015, I would be good. Um, but I, I, will I, will touch, I will touch on, I was thinking on, before I let you go on that, I was th saying on GameStop, and I apologize for interrupting, GameStop... This Black Friday, I really think that they, uh, unfortunately, were, were underperforming, underwhelming. And I said on the previous podcast, number 110, uh, that I really thought of all the major retailers dealing with video games that they underperformed more <laughs> than ever before, even though they had a huge layout uh, as far as it's concerned. And that's, uh, that's the problem when you're dealing with a GameStop and they're the only game in town, yeah. uh, quote-unquote. Um, pardon the pun. It's just that you're dealing with with an entity that doesn't have to make discounts all the time uh, and be aggressive with its pricing like the other the other retailers. So, uh, but your final thoughts on the Xbox One uh, as it has turned one, and uh, as far as it's concerned going forward, what you're looking forward to? Because I know for me now as an Xbox One owner as well. Um, I'm looking forward to how that the system can evolve, how the interface can be uh, better utilized, and and mainly, of course, for us, uh, what games will be instituted in the long run uh, that is exclusive to the console. But uh, you know, please elaborate uh, for yourself uh, on, on what you think uh, Xbox One will be like going forward in the future to become, you know the big man on campus on a permanent basis here in the North American market? Um, I think something that the Xbox One has that is advantageous to them is the Kinect. Um, I know, like, there was... Does the PlayStation 4 have the equivalent of the Xbox Move? Or the, or the PlayStation 4 have the equivalent of the PlayStation Move? They, well, they, have, uh, they have the camera, the PlayStation camera, which... Does uh, it still one have that? Yeah, well, that's still available. In fact, I, it's... Uh, got available on a discount right now with many retailers as this video is being taped uh, for $39. It is not as versatile as the Connect. It does do take some voice commands. There was a recent software update to allow for that. 
Um, obviously, it's more popular uh, now because of the streaming aspect. A lot of people mm -hmm. really, really wanted uh, to buy it when upon its release last year, and still today, it's been a very attractive option for people simply because um, people are getting way more into the streaming aspect of things with uh, the Twitch and Ustream integration, and then obviously as well, uh, you know, sending that to YouTube and and things of that nature. So the camera, PlayStation camera, has really become a vital vital piece of the puzzle for PlayStation 4 mm -hmm. owners who want to stream. As far as something that's going to be interactive, uh, no, it is not quite as interactive as the Kinect. Um, it does have capabilities of working with the Move if there is software for it. I've seen it in practice. Uh, it was actually shown in practice uh, upon its initial uh, uh, entry as far as the, the when the PlayStation 4 was first introduced to, to consumers. But no one has really taken that to practice per se, uh, to any great extent. Um, there's a couple things in development, but really nothing that's going to take true advantage of it. And and like I said, it does have some voice commands, but not to the extent of the Connect. The Connect, as far as a camera-based system, uh, is still superior to the PlayStation 4 camera. But um, PlayStation 4 camera is a much uh, cheaper alternative if you buy it on a separate basis. Yeah, so, like, that being said, I think that the Kinect definitely has a lot of opportunities. Um, it works It works well, but I think it could definitely work a lot better, that there's a lot of room for growth with the Kinect. And I think if, like, like if you look at Nintendo, the one of the reasons that, like, the Wii and stuff does as well as it does, like, has been doing as well as it has been is because, you know, it's something that the other consoles don't have. So I think that if Microsoft really kind of capitalized on that, like, look, we have this this feature that nobody else has. Let's make the best of this. Let's make people see it and be like, oh, I want that, and this is the only place I can get it. So I'm going to get an Xbox. Well, fair enough. Um, so to to just basically cover what's going on in, in synopsis, uh, Xbox One is hit one. It's got some issues. Got a little things they have to work out, but it's definitely uh, looking a lot better especially after their their initial offering to the public and all the problems, all the PR moves uh, that were against the consumer uh, as consumers saw it. Um, there's still a stigma with with some general consumers out there that, that are still probably asking those questions. Can you share games? Um, is it uh, you know going to be always online things of that nature which have already been eradicated by Xbox um, so I know that there's even with some individuals you still have to get over that hump but I have a feeling uh, already with many it's it's uh, that's been in, it's in the past and I see a better future going forward for the Xbox one um, it's just a matter of now uh, who is going to get the better exclusive games yeah. Um, Right now, PlayStation has shown their hand uh, a great deal for 2015. Uh, but you know, uh, come E3 and uh, you know, come through the year, uh, we may see a difference. And uh, I'm sure, hopefully, you and I will get the chance to talk about that uh, going forward. Um, but there's also one other entity I want to talk to you about today, and that's another company that's near and dear to your heart. Uh, yes, yes. Um, Nintendo, and the reason why I want to talk about Nintendo is uh, 
you know, for a long time, Nick and I have uh, spent years uh, bashing Nintendo. I'm not going to say it any other way than that, uh, because they deserved a lot of bashing with the way that uh, the Wii U was introduced, uh, the software lineup that has been uh, uh, going along with it, uh, and really had not done a good job up until 2014 in promoting that product and, uh, pr you know, the, the surviving only off of whatever sales they could get off of the 3DS. Um, not, you know, that was just not just my opinion, not just Nick's opinion, uh, but it, it was just an opinion of many as far as it's concerned. Come 2014, they have made a drastic turnaround as far as, you know, the perception that many of us in the industry and also as well many of many general consumers as well on the Wii U. Um, and I do want to applaud them for that. I will be the first to tell them great job on doing that because they have they've done a much better job uh, this year of promoting their products, especially the Wii U. Um, starting with Mario Kart 8, um, also we've had the tremendous, tremendous success of Super Smash Brothers, both on a, both on a 3DS and a Wii U format. And uh, let us not forget, uh, already 3 million sold when it comes to the new Pokemon titles that are out there. So uh, I, t I ask you this. Um, yes, they did just get passed by the Xbox One comparative to the Wii U, but uh, I still didn't see aggressive pricing in a holiday bundle that was really, I got to have it. Um, I didn't see a price change, which I was hoping to see from them, uh, but, and I didn't see most importantly, <coughs> excuse me, I didn't see most importantly um, a, a Wii U bundle with their most prized product right now, and that's the Wii U bundle with uh, Super Smash Brothers, which I I'm, I think they should have done, and uh, I think they should have uh, had that ready to go with a GameCube adapter and an Amiibo. I understand that they had that as an entity at $99 with the game, but I think they should have all packaged all with one Wii U to make it easier for the consumer to want to buy the product. But that being said, with that slide alone, I still see a much promising future again for Nintendo and the Wii U and the 3DS uh, still is showing some strong sales this year uh, with some great price drops and some great price reductions and some great bundles that are being offered by several retailers throughout. So I ask you this, Miss Nintendo fan, um, as you've called yourself you've a self-admitted fangirl, so um, your hopes... Your, actually, your thoughts on Nintendo as they stand now, as opposed to what they did last year, and going forward, what do you see from them coming up? Because I know they still have, they still have Zelda on the plate coming up uh, they do. From, from a Wii U standpoint. So um, that being said, uh, share your thoughts on Nintendo uh, and where they're going from here. Well, I feel like Super Smash is going to carry them for a while. Like, that game, I've been playing it. I don't know if you want me to talk about it now or just... I, I'm almost with my write-up. Um, I wanted to make sure that I really got to play all the parts of it. You don't have to give a score, just your thoughts on it, yeah. you know, how great a you know, game it is because... Um, uh, well, I'll mention later that, that we've got some other stuff going on with that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, go ahead. Just, yeah, let us know. Share, share yeah, your thoughts. Yeah, for me, with Smash, like, that's probably one of the biggest things Nintendo has done this year. I mean compared to everything else. It's the first thing I've been just like really genuinely excited for. Um, it plays really well. I got the um the GameCube the uh, the Peach and Mario GameCube controllers that came out. 
so to match my Peach and Mario Wiimotes that I have. So, I saw that. I saw that. Very nice indeed. Oh uh, yeah. If you want to post that picture on like Facebook page or something, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll take a new one and we'll post it. But um, yeah. So for me, it's like, oh, I had to buy these other controllers because like I, I have the, I even have, I have the um the Wii U Pro controllers. I have two of them, but like I needed the GameCube controllers to play Super Smash. So it's just like my brain is like, oh, this is just viable. So I had to spend another. In addition to spending sixty dollars on a game, I had to spend fifty dollars on controllers. And it plays really, really well. If you even remotely like Super Smash Brothers, you're gonna like it. It takes, it pretty much takes the last three games, and they're like, well, these are all great things. Let's do all of them. So they just like combine everything really well. But um, yeah, I digress. I'll have a written review, and we'll have some other stuff on that too. But so Nintendo in general, um, I think what one of the things that was really interesting to me was the Hyrule Warriors release which I played extensively. It's phenomenal. I love it. But it's Nintendo kind of stepping out of their comfort zone. It's taking one of their babies, Zelda, and kind of letting somebody out. Like, <laughs> historically, giving Zelda to somebody else has not been advantageous to Nintendo, and we like to pretend that those games didn't actually happen. Uh, that's so, true. That's true. So well, they had to be brave, and they're like, all right, let's try this. And um, is it... Who does Dynasty Warriors? Is that I don't remember the name of that company. Well, Kepco. I'm not Kepco. Koei. K O E I. Let's see. I'll, I'll I'll look that up while you're while you're doing that. As yeah. as so they so. said, okay, here's our baby. Do something fun with it. So they made Hyrule Warriors, and it's not a Zelda game by any means. It's really fun and really great, but it's not a Zelda game. So if you go into it, you're like, oh, I love Zelda. Let's play this. It's like it's Koei. K O E I. K O E I. Koei, Temco. Mm-hmm. I just want to get yeah, that right. Yeah, that company. So, and they did a great job. So, you know, I think it's I think it's very impressive that Nintendo, who is somebody who uh, is a company who's not really known for stepping outside their comfort zone, is well, they kind of take what they have and go with it. And while you're on that, though, I do want to. Uh, as this was brought up to me while you're talking about that. This is what I was thinking about. Um, out of their comfort zone, Bayonetta 2, which is mm. an exclusive to the Wii U, which you know everybody has been raving around, uh, raving about. It's one of the highest-rated games this year. Mm-hmm. But it's De- definitely outside talking. the comfort no, zone. Yeah, definitely outside the comfort zone. But nobody is talking about it. No, mm-hmm. there's no ads for it anymore. There's just no buzz around it as far as people buying it, interested or whatnot. Whatnot. Mm-hmm. There were no sales on it. Things of that nature. Nintendo seemed to have just dropped the ball majorly on that game, which has garnered several tens from several publications. Um, your thoughts on on Bayonetta 2? Because I know as a Wii U owner, this is something that that you were talking about. Is a dirt at some you know previously was a dearth of great games that that were available on the on the system. Yeah, for me, like Bayonetta 2 is another one of those games. It's like I, I want to play it. I want to get it. It's just, like, not really high enough priority for me to spend my precious money on yet. So uh, that's going to be a little more time. But um, I, I remember when I first heard about Bayonetta being released exclusively to the Wii U, I was just like, wait, what? I think I found out on one of our podcasts. And I was like, really? Like, this is going to be exclusive to the Wii U? And it's it's weird. Even now, it's been out and it's doing great. And it's just like, 
really? It's on the Wii U? And I think that was a very bold move by Nintendo, one that is not getting the recognition that I think it should have gotten. Absolutely, and I just I'm, I'm I I know when the sales numbers come out there, like Sunset Overdrive, if you're if you're taking the the Sunset Overdrive as a standalone entity, both are going to suffer. I, I just think from from a lack of of, of uh, interest by the general mm -hmm. consumer, uh, and it's a shame because both games are really rated highly, especially Bayonetta 2, which will be a game of the year for several publications. I can pretty much tell you already. Um, I, whether it's going to be ours, I don't know, because our game of the year's uh, voting. Oh, is game come. of the year already again. Yes, game uh, of the year every year. I forget that we have to very do that. soon. Um, so we'll, we'll uh, you know talk about that more up in the coming month in December. So stay tuned for that at yourgamesource.com, GameSource on Facebook, and at GameSource on Twitter. But uh, I do want to. I don't want to digress too much. I just want to get your final thoughts on where you think Nintendo can go from here uh, now that they've got some momentum going back up the hill as far as it's concerned. Um, well, I think they are, are going to need to milk Super Smash Brothers for everything it's worth because it's something that, like, just beat the dead horse. Just keep going. Like, I, I wonder if they are in the position to do downloadable content with new characters. Do you think that's in their grasp? Uh, yeah, I believe it is within their grasp to do that. Um, and I also believe that the, you know, the integration of the Amiibos is just mm -hmm. starting. And it's There's not an Amiibo for... I play Zero Suit Samus, there's no Amiibo for Zero Suit Samus. So. And I play, uh, I play Zero Suit Samus and Robin, and neither of those have an Amiibo. But Samus has an Amiibo. But it's a different character. But like, you can't use the Samus amiibo on Zero Suit Samus. Okay, well, fair enough. But if you find an a Samus amiibo that has two arm cannons, that was a manufactured defect, and that could be money on eBay. Just to let you know. I, I will keep that in mind. That was reported uh, this week. We actually posted that on our Facebook site. Um, so your hopes for them going forward are, are strong still? I, they uh, are. Um, I think if they continue to be, be bold and step outside their comfort zone, uh, I think it's going to be really beneficial to them. Because I think they've kind of been like, kind of hiding back when it's like, okay, this is what we do, let's keep doing it. And that was actually one of my, when we had the conversation of what my advice to them would be, is you know they have all these great products, just keep doing what you're doing. But now that I've seen them do something different, and really change it up, I think it's going to be really fortuitous for them. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think, um, but their, outside of Zelda, their future is not as clear-cut in stone as, as possibly the Xbox One is um, or the PlayStation 4 is, but I think they are a definite wild card, and mm -hmm. they hold a much stronger chance than this time last year because this time yeah, last year oh absolutely this time last year they were perceived and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know mince words they were perceived as and we were treated like a a, a butt of a joke yeah. um, they were they were just they had no direction uh, they had you know games that we did not know if they were going to come out or when they were going to come out um, and they just seemingly just had no uh, way of, of informing consumers about how good their products really yeah. were and they were losing money hand over fist and it just really was just not looking good for Nintendo as a company 
we're I still argue that they should be able to dominate the mobile market if they choose to and should still seek out that option for all their older uh, library but they their stubbornness and refusal to do so. Yeah, for I me, I own so many of those games. Like, firstly, I own most of the original games. And then I bought them all again on the virtual console. And, like, so but on my you, 3DS, I have a ton of games that are really but, old. But it's like, if they've released on mobile, I'd, I'd buy them all again. Because, and they have that. They have something that, that uh, Microsoft and, and even mm-hmm. Sony uh, does not have. And that's those older classic games that they could, you know, introduce to a iOS or Android market that would make mm-hmm. them just seriously uh, a, a, a continuous amount of cash going forward for many, 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 many years to come that they just do not want to. Mm-hmm. They, they think of it as sacrilege at Nintendo to do such a thing instead of, like you said, being bold and looking forward. So there's still some areas of improvement, but overall... Uh, things are looking much better for Nintendo. I do want to give them credit for riding the ship, at least in a good direction. The new Nintendo 3DS that's coming out next year has garnered in North America some advanced so word. Do we have a release date yet? Um, I, I can look that up. I'm not sure yet. Um, uh, but I know uh, it is going to be sometime early next year. Um, let's see. Because there was this exclusive 3DS, 3DS XL, and it looks like an NES, and it's so cool, and I want to get it, but it's like, I don't know when the new one is coming out, and I would just get the new one. Yeah, and that, that's the problem, is that there's, with the little nub and all the, uh, some of the additions that's going to be made, it's, it is really, uh, looking good, but, uh, I don't see any listing as of yet. Uh, yeah, as I've been looking, one, nothing's been released yet. Um, I st- you are muted, my friend. Let's see. Oh, because it automatically mutes when you type. Oh, fair enough. Um, just seeing that about that concern. A little bit of a goof up there. Yeah, I was looking up. Uh, but yeah, it's still. I uh, don't have a definite uh, early date yet. But since it's out in Japan already, yeah. you know it's going to come here fairly soon. So I'd say the first quarter of next year, look for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the next, uh, what, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, when that comes out, that is exclusive to that unit. Not even, uh, I believe, the old 3DS will be able to play it. So they're going to mm-hmm. make some exclusive content for it. So that's something to look forward to. Um, I just, like I said, I see a better future for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be something that's going to delve beyond Zelda? We'll have to wait and see. If Zelda gets a major delay, though, that could be an issue. Uh, Absolutely. Because, because they don't, as of this point, have really anything concrete and consumer-worthy to fall back on that would uh, garner a lot of uh, interest uh, to mm-hmm. a mass market audience. So that is a great concern to me uh, on that end. But uh, I know Nintendo may show some more things uh, and have probably some more things coming up their sleeve. Uh, I know the Firefox game has been talked. The Star Fox game, excuse me. Has the been Firefox talked, game. Star Fox game has been talked about. Uh, yeah, Firefox. Sorry, Star Fox that game has been talked about uh, at, at endless uh, nauseum uh, during our our E3 co- coverage as something we were looking forward to because I know that's in a beyond uh, alpha stage. 
Um, it's been shown at a, uh, privately at a couple uh, uh, trade shows and whatnot, so that's something to look forward to. But, uh, you know, like I said, if Zelda gets delayed, that could be some problems. But right now, mm. things are looking good for Nintendo, and uh, more good things, hopefully, for them are, are in store. Um, so, uh, last, wanted to talk about uh, what you're playing. Uh, oh, wow, and, that was. So, I know you mentioned it briefly over the course of the past, uh, you know, bid here. But uh, I want to talk about what you're playing, Sam, and and what you know people will have to look forward to you reporting on in in good good measure. Um, well, firstly, I've been playing Dragon Age Inquisition, and the reason that review has not surfaced yet is because that game is huge, and I have been trying to coordinate a time with Corey to play the multiplayer, and I don't I don't want to do the review without the multiplayer part, but um, it's just it's a big game. Um, what I think it does very well to almost trick you a little bit is it the the first area you really there's this kind of starter area and then there's like you kind of get like what the plot's gonna be and then you go to this big map and it's just this massive map with quests everywhere and you have to run around and there's it's really big and then you kind of go to a smaller area and then another smaller area and okay so this game is very different than previous Dragon Age games. Um, I, I still like the combat. Um, it's, it's more reminiscent of one where you can kind of plan things more and there's a little more customization, but it, it's very different. Um, it, it almost seems like it's trying to, what are you shaking your head for? You're, you're muted. Yeah, it's just, uh, sorry, I guess young lady right here, just, uh. She's like, I want the mobile. Why? To play games. There you go. They start. Oh, so young. you're shaking your head at her, not me. Yeah, that's correct. Oh, that's you're cool. trying to tell me, like, no, the combat's not different. It's like, have you played it? It's different. I've actually seen about, uh, I've actually sat down and taken some notes and seen about uh, four, five hours of the actual combat. Mm -hmm. um, I I did think uh, that it does have some uh, spike in uh, difficulty levels, especially when you're going against some dragons. Uh, I noticed that uh, even experienced players were having a hard time progressing through that, which is great for a challenge and whatnot, but the 10th mm -hmm. time, 11th time, you're, you're actually still trying to kill the dragon. It, it gets a little uh, nauseating, if, uh, for lack of yeah. a better term. Um, like, and then, so there's combat, it's, I still really like it. Like, a lot of the things are, it's like, it's different, but I still really like it. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how, like, the, I don't know if I have all the party members yet. Because I, I, one of the things that I did with Dragon Age is I tried not to look at anything ahead of time. I kind I did that with, like, Mass Effect also. Um, I didn't want to see anything before I played it. So, I, like, normally the system for Dragon Age has been, you have, a, like six party members, two of each class, and a gender of each class. So you have a male and female rogue, a male and female warrior, a male and female mage. That's how it's been. So I had that, and I was like, cool. But then I got another warrior, and I think I'm about to get another mage. And it's just like, oh, okay. This is, I don't know what I'm doing. And then there's like three characters that are kind of party members, but not party members. And, um,. I, I just haven't really been blown away by any of the characters yet. Um, the person, like, I really like Varric, because he was Dragon Age 2. As far as, like, new characters go, I really like Vivienne. But, like, um, 
a lot of the characters haven't been like like I really like the characters of Dragon Age Two. Those are I think those are all really great, well developed characters. Um, but the customization, uh, a lot of people were complaining about the customization in two, how you couldn't really do as much like with your other characters and everything like that. They brought all that back. Um, I think a lot of the changes they made from two to three were complaints people had from one to two. And I think that that is always just kind of admirable in a developer when it's like, oh, hey, this is what people didn't like when we changed it. Let's put, let's change it back. So, um, I, I really like it. It's just, it's the only, the only thing I'm having a problem with is a lot of the little quests you get are just kind of fetch quests. And it's like the, the, the quest boils down to, hey, run from here to here and kill some of these things. And I feel like I'm just kind of grinding a lot. And it's very slow. I think it's a lot slower than the previous games, which isn't always bad. It, it, I'm not saying the slow is bad, but um, well, that's a major trope of a lot of RPGs is is fetch quests, uh, quests mm -hmm. that are just really uninteresting. Uh, but you know, feel the player feels like they have to go through it in order, like you yeah. said, to grind to yeah. necessitate uh, going mm -hmm. forward with whatever story progression yeah. or level. Like you need how it works is um. It's it's very similar actually to Mass Effect Three, where you it the the conflict is on a very large scale, and instead of recruiting individual allies, what would you do? But you need to get armies and you need to get groups, and so the theme of the game is like you are obtaining influence and power. So you every time you pretty much every time you complete a quest, you get a PowerPoint. And once you have accumulated enough of these of these points, you can go to different places. Like right now, it's like, oh, these mages aren't going to want to talk to me because I'm not a big deal. But if I do some more quests, I have been gaining influence, and now they'll want to talk to me. So it's an interesting system, but it's they're I think they're trying to hide the grinding, and but the grinding is very much there. But 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 you get a horse. I have a horse. I can ride that horse. I don't know how many places. I, it doesn't let me do it inside. But I got a horse. And I keep trying to name him, but no name sounds cool enough. I think I want to name him Octavian because he's just like, he's just going to conquer with me. He's just going to hang out. So you get a horse. <laughs> 10 out well, of 10. And there the you whole go. review, you get a horse. Is yeah, it. that's, that, that's going to be a box quote uh, yep. for upcoming editions. You, know, you get a horse, Sam Paramba Game Source. There you go. Fair enough. And you've also been playing extensively uh, Smash Brothers Wii U. So you tell yes, me I've about that. Smash. I've been playing Smash and Pokemons as well. Um, well, I've, I talked a little bit about Smash before. Um, it's got something for everybody. Um, ton of characters. At first, all the characters are really overwhelming because there's a lot of characters. But um, and then you you know many more to unlock. Um, but it's just it's just fun. I've been playing it. I haven't done any online yet because I haven't really needed to. Uh, my most the most fun for me is I have me and my two friends and we have been playing the eight person the eight person mode. So it's the three of us versus five we're on a team and then the other five are on the team. And it that's really fun. Like some of the maps it gets really cluttered and crazy and then if you go to a bigger map it's still like really crazy. Is there any slowdown or frame rate? I'm gonna say yes, but nothing. Like we were, we were just playing locally, so um, it wasn't too strenuous on the console. But there were definitely 
a few moments of slowdown, but I don't think it was ever like like to me. There's a difference between slowdown and just lag. And I think when it, lag is I'm defining my own term here. Lag is when it starts impairing your ability to play. But slowdown is just like you just kind of have to like take a second and be like, okay, what's happening? So I, I've never experienced any lag. Nothing that made it unable to play. Um, but definitely a little bit of slowdown. Well, fair enough. But uh, I, I sure as a lot of readers out there are, you know. Eagerly anticipating your thoughts on it, uh, especially coming into the Game of the Year season coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, still got a couple more releases uh, coming out, uh, Captain Toads uh, for the Wii U, and then also as well The Crew coming to Xbox One and PS4. We want to give time to those games to see if they'll uh, mm -hmm. stand up to, cut the, you know, they'll cut the mustard and they'll stand up to, to the rest of uh, uh, other games uh, that we think of so fondly. But uh, we'll, in the month of December, be producing our list of games uh, and hopefully uh, you know, getting some good feedback on uh, from not only uh, our staff, uh, but also the people out there, which uh, you can uh, uh, hopefully will get a chance to sound off on your thoughts on which game uh, should be game of the year for uh, GameSource uh, for the year 2014. And uh, we'll be giving that information in the coming weeks uh, here in December coming up. So, uh, um, any last thoughts, final thoughts on what um, you... I have, I, um, Pokemon, awesome. It's a game that was already released, obviously, but, um, it's fun. It's cool. It's, Ruby and Sapphire is a great series. I think Ruby and Sapphire, um, is the last great one. Like, Diamond and Pearl, eh. Uh, Black and White, eh. X and Y was awesome. X and Y was great. But I think Ruby and Sapphire was the last good game for a little while. So um, I'm really enjoying that. Also, I just want to pitch this. Just it, it came out. This game came out like two years ago, or maybe a year ago. I don't know. Um, but Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Last year. Uh, it is on. Uh, it is a downloadable game. Uh, I don't think there's a Discord. It's. It takes. A, it only takes a couple hours to beat. Um, but the the premise of it is you are controlling two brothers. Roll credits. And um, you have two joysticks, and each joystick controls one of the brothers. And the tr you use the two joysticks and the two triggers. And there's one set for one brother, one set for the other. So it, it takes a massive amount of coordination because you have to play both of them at once. And I had started playing it when the game came out, and I was like, I am not coordinated enough to do this. This is not fun. I keep dying. Like, this is dumb. But um, I recently, recently picked it back up, and um, I wanted my boyfriend to play it because like, he's really coordinated, and I thought he would really like it. So we beat it like in two days, and... You can probably... One sitting is too much. And three sittings is too spaced out. Planets, you can play two sittings. But, like, the first half is just like, la, 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 la. And the second half gets really dark really fast. And we did not anticipate it at all. But it is just a gorgeous game. Visually stunning. The gameplay is just so unique. You have The way you have to play the game... Um, the, the story, there's no dialogue. It is this fake, it sound, they sound like sims. It's a fake language. Um, so there's no actual dialogue, but you are getting a story, and there's so much emotion throughout this whole game that it makes you feel. And you are just going through this world, and it just, like, it only has, like, six or seven chapters, but, like, you experience this. It's very linear. It's get point A to point B. Like, there's a set path. Um, so there's no wandering, there's no exploring. But the way the game is designed, 
you you are experiencing this whole world and it is massive and it is amazing and the end is fantastic so go play it it's like 15 bucks it's amazing i just and i had to put it in. and hopefully you'll be able to put that uh to thoughts to pen and paper yes i will that. once i yeah. put thoughts to games that just came out because I still need to do that. Fair enough. And uh, people will be able to look for that in the In Case You Missed It section when it comes out. So we look forward to that as well. Um, so uh, once again, uh, much appreciated to you, Sam. Uh, Happy for, to be here. Uh, for being on the podcast. Uh, Seventh Valkyrie, right there for you. Um, also is for me, Gerald, better known as Yes, Elvis Lives. I definitely want to thank everyone for watching. Uh, both today's podcast and previous podcasts. If you get a chance, um, not only our YouTube page has our last few podcasts, but yourgamesource.com, our entire podcast archive of over 110 Game Source podcasts, uh, almost 100 plus ones, um, uh, maybe more King and Valkyries because you've done a yeah, few Yeah, Josh and there. I, it has been awful. It's like, hey, can you, because like, I work 8 to 5. But he normally works in the evenings because he works for he works for Apple and his schedule is always different. So it's like, oh, you want to record this day? Oh, I have to work. Oh, you want to record this day? Oh, I have a thing. So that's just been a nightmare. We've been like every week we text it like, can we do it this week? And we try. Well, I look forward to that when when because your King and Valkyrie podcasts uh, do uh, garner a lot of interest from people out there. Um, hopefully, also more of. Uh, uh, CNC, uh, their podcast. Hopefully, once their uh, uh, break from from their endeavors in the retail industry um, uh, subside. And uh, but most importantly, we just want to thank everyone out there for for watching, for listening, and for being a part of this podcast. And for all the tremendous amount of of interest that our site has garnered over the past three months, uh, we've had record highs in September. And October and November looks really strong as well. Um, in case you, you're watching this, our Black Friday page still has some offers as far as that are still valid out there. And uh, we'll probably post some uh, uh, Cyber Monday deals going forward on during the weekend. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, like I said, our Game of the Year coming up in December. That that will be uh, a I have, so, I have to, like, what I did last year for Game of the Year is I just, like, did a Gamefly membership for a month and just... Try to get everything in. Well, uh, we'll definitely uh, uh, start uh, the process a little earlier for you on that, and yeah. uh, also for everyone out there to get their thoughts as well, because we definitely want to hear your feedback. Because it, it, here at Game Source, our Game of the Year voting is not only based off of what our staff uh, dictates, but it's also based off of which you, the viewer, and what uh, you, the listener out there, uh, like would like to to share as well. If you do so, which you can easily do, uh, send us a message, GameSource on Facebook, info at yourgamesource.com if you want to email, or just tweet us, send a, send us a tweet, excuse me, uh, at GameSource. So uh, uh, once again, for for me, yes, Elvis lives. And me, 7th Valkyrie. It's been a pleasure. This is GameSource podcast number 111, uh, the Black Friday Aftermath. I'm um, hoping everyone has a safe and happy uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, we'll see you soon.
Do you love games, breed games, and bleed games? Then this is the crew for you. If you are interested in editorial, podcasting, live events, and exclusive content, make sure to hit us up at info at yourgamesource.com and become part of a team that is dedicated to delivering all the greatest delays in gaming news and content all here at yourgamesource.com.